Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Flash Fridays with me and Chris. What's up, Preston? Hey. So, today's Flash Friday. We are going to be discussing Gabby Petito's case. Mm. Now, uh, so when did you first uh, hear about the case, Chris? I was catching bits and pieces on the news. I think seeing and started following some of it was when... um, because I hadn't been watching the news like too terribly much, I guess, when a lot of the early stuff unfolded. And then yeah. when they had released the body cam footage, I, I started seeing that because it was popping up and uh, I had watched through some of it and then started catching a lot of the other stories and it kind of unfolded from there so that about that time i guess I, I caught some of it early on but then really when the body cam footage was released was really when i kind of dialed in and started really kind of seeing what else was going on because it was just so strange yeah all right so um yeah uh i think around the first time i heard about it i was just uh checking out tiktok um Sadly, that's where I kind of hear about most things. I don't uh, don't get on uh, news and stuff all that much. Yeah, but yeah, after also my uh, wife Cheyenne, she's a huge true crime nut, so I uh, heard about it pretty 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 quickly. I guess. Um, yeah, I sent it. I sent the video from TikTok to her, and she's like, "You haven't heard about this yet? What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I know. It, I mean, it's just. Uh tragic story i ended up catching that body cam footage and when i i watched it through and i i I didn't watch all of it to begin with and then i went back and watched it again and it was just it's so odd i guess i'm never i've never been in that kind of situation obviously i'm not a a police officer so i've not um pulled anyone over or questioned anybody but it was just as you know the news now and you watch that it's just so bizarre kind of how he was acting and uh how she was acting and how the police kind of uh was handling the situation a little bit and it just i mean when you're looking back on something obviously you can judge the situation based on the facts that we know now so being in that situation it's obviously not as hard or not as easy to make some determinations but it was like man there was a lot of clues right there if if you were dialed in on uh, abusive relationship type situations yeah and it's always hard to uh come at something with the knowledge that you have now um and feel like i don't know so here's the strange thing like so i ended up seeing because they've got like a youtube channel or page that they have a video posted on that was like a good quality um, video that they had put together of some of their travels with their van Mm -hmm. and like what appeared to be like drone footage that was I guess professionally shot maybe Um, but really documenting some of their journey that they had and the way they they acted with each other I mean it just appears that there was a lot that was hidden below the surface and it was like yeah the the social media kind of efforts that they they put out there to 
kind of I don't know it. I'm I'm struggling with yeah. it right now, Preston, because it. So it, here, it, it, I'm just gonna give out a little timeline for anyone who hasn't really been keeping up. Just kind of heard the name and bits and pieces of it. Before we get um, to that timeline, though, real quick, I guess yeah, where I'm struggling with a lot of this is is this a tragic case of social media? Hmm. I guess you could make the argument for it, yeah. Because I mean, um, they they uh, they up and didn't have jobs, right? They they yeah. they lived in this van and traveled across the country and documented it through mainly Instagram because I think they both had accounts, mm-hmm. but yeah. were were working on uh, YouTube, which brings me to the professional quality of their uh video that they had put together so it it just it's a tragedy but it it seems like there was it was so much involved in social media and the world was watching this unfold yeah so i don't know back to your timeline let's let's go to the timeline and then maybe circle back to this or see where that timeline carries because i know there was a little bit of breaking news um early this week about uh, and we're recording this a little early this week, too. So as you're hearing this yeah. on Friday, some additional news or some new things likely will have unfolded. We're likely going to do um, a part two of this the following week. That way we can catch up on a lot of the things that we may um, have missed out on. Yeah, have missed yeah. just because of the the lapse in time of when this actually uh, hits hits the uh, podcast platform. But go ahead with the timeline. Yeah. So I'm kind of going off of my memory and I'm kind of trying to fact check myself with a timeline that I have pulled up here. So, um, yeah, they dis- both of them decide to go and get this uh, van together to go on a, a cross country trip. And um, uh, they were engaged and they go off on this uh, big um, cross country trip in their van. Yeah. So that was. July of 2021 um, because they leave New York right and they start documenting through YouTube and Instagram so where things kind of kind of start with this whole timeline of her missing is the Utah incident so I'm not sure if they were in a diner and were getting like food or something or if they were at a gas station getting gas but Mm -hmm. They are talking. So they kind of they get into a reportedly they get into a um, loud verbal fight. The caller said that it did get physical, and they ended up leaving after after um, after that call was made. And they're driving down the road. Um, police catch up with them. They, they spot the uh, van and notice that it's like swerving, and, um, and it, it seems mm-hmm. as though. The driver is distracted, but before I, before that, they got a call. The police got another call that um, it had seemed that the uh, Brian mm-hmm. was slapping her while uh, driving and stuff like that, getting into more physical altercations. So after that call, police catch up with them not too long after and um, pulled him over, and that's where the body cam footage came into play. Yeah, they. Uh, start talking to them, getting their both sides of their story. And both seem to be kind of acting like, uh, it wasn't that big of a deal, uh, whether or not, um, 
they are to me it seems like both a mental health issue with the both of them or um you know just was not a good situation for either of them mm-hmm. I, I i you know we don't know too many details at this time i'm sure a lot of things will come to light by the end of this yeah hopefully hopefully brian if he is guilty of doing this to her um gets the proper punishments and it's brought to justice so uh after that the police officers decide to um after discussing everything with them and deciding all right we're not going to press charges or bring anything like more to this other than making you guys stay separate for the night and hopefully things cool down and you guys can get back to what you were doing which I, I don't know what what you could do at that point if there isn't like neither of them want to do anything about it mm-hmm. you know like where where does the where does your civil liberty versus what a cop thinks is best i guess is where we kind of have to I don't know. That would be know. tough being yeah. that cop looking back on this situation. I, I and it's obviously like, I feel like I sh- yeah. It's like I feel like I could have done more, but like could like I don't know. It, it's a hard situation to judge. I don't know, especially like especially if they're both acting like that way and not knowing anything about them, yeah. and but not it, knowing, not having hindsight sad thing is i mean as you watch that body cam footage i mean definitely like what you would see in a an abusive relationship where she's blaming herself on a lot of this and yeah that is true i mean he and maybe we need more training for police officers to recognize these kind of things to better yeah i mean he seemed so calm cool collected and and she's tearing up and blaming herself and i mean it that's what's so tragic about watching that after you know a lot of of what un- has unfolded. Now, obviously, yeah. there's still a lot unfolding at this time. Um, but like your your timeline, um, I ended up catching because because she ended up so they like separated, like you said, and then she calls her mom shortly after that, which was what a, a couple weeks maybe. Yes. FaceTimes her mom or something. Um, and that was the last time. Oh, go ahead. Here's, here's a quick, here's a quick, um, timeline as the family knows it. So, um, August 24th, the mom gets a FaceTime from her and she said she's leaving Utah and heading to Tenton range in Wyoming. August 25th, she receives multiple text messages. They talk. It's all good. August 27th, she wrote to her mother, there were more texts between her and her mother, which their family believed she was in uh, Tintin at the time. And then August 30th was Be- the last text they received from her phone that said no service in Yosemite. Before that, um, which I caught another YouTuber uh, video of a travel blogger that had video had captured video of what looked like their van at a campground. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was like, if you watch the video, I know uh, it's circulating a lot right now. Um, like it shows as they're kind of winding down this, this dirt road and kind of curves around, you see that van and you see the back of the door close. And when it passes by that van, you see 
stills of, of each of those images, you see flip-flops laying out behind their van where that door just closed. And it looks like nobody's in the van at that time. Definitely not in the front. But as you can see uh, through a couple of those stills, hmm. you can see that door shut. And that was the last time, in, and that was the August 27th, the last yeah. time anybody had seen that van or anything uh, until like what you're t- describing, some of the text messages that uh, were sent for like the last time. Yeah. So yeah, they assume that it wasn't sent by her on that 30th. And yeah, I think they believe that the 27th was around the time in which, in which um, the crime took place. So we did, uh, yeah. Um, we ended up finding, they've ended up finding the remains of, uh, of uh, Gabby. And then, um, no one has seen or heard of from Brian and since uh yeah since he so he the 16th the around the time September 16th well he actually returned home on yeah he Sept- returned back to Florida on September 1st i believe is what yeah. they reportedly say he returned at and then it was a few days later they petite or Gabby's family reports her missing to police yeah. And then, and then the fourteenth, the family issues a statement. The Brian Laundry's family issues a, a statement saying that he had retained an attorney and mm-hmm. is not going to cooperate with law enforcement. And then he disappears. Yeah, and has been gone since. And um, after some uh, little news stories like Doc the Bounty Hunter going after him and stuff like that. We are now at the point where FBI has reported that they may know uh, Brian's whereabouts. And it may only be, I think it was like 15 miles away from his home. Really? Yeah. And that is the last thing I heard about the case. Yeah, so it's definitely a tragedy and is covered on every news source. um, And updates are continually being made. And will continue to be made throughout the this week. Uh, so we yeah. will we will keep probably a part two of this. Probably bring in um, Cheyenne on that second part, or try to oh, yeah. uh, get her yeah. thoughts and opinions yeah. about how all this has played out. Because I, I mean, it it's so tragic. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I think and the you, only, I'm just curious, the only pause. Go, go ahead. As she's kind of seen a lot of these different things, I'm, I'm just curious to hear her opinion on kind of some of those signs that yeah that should have been caught um, or definitely um, questions. I mean, you would yeah at you, least. you would think people close to him too uh, would, would have know. noticed some things too. And I think that hits on to like the only good thing that potentially might come out of this is just be more aware of your the relationships your kids have and yeah. or just a friend you know like there's a lot of relationships that are like this you know abusive and sometimes they end tragically without being intervened at all and the person that's in it they end up being brainwashed most of the time and sticking with that person no matter how bad things get sometimes yeah, and if you are in one of those relationships, seek out the help. I know it is so difficult 
um, that, I mean, you hear those stories all the time where it's so hard it's like to get out make, of the abusive you feel like relationship. you're the crazy one. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you know somebody or you are somebody in that, there are, there are resources out there, reach out to those and, uh, definitely make sure that if you see something strange, report it. Uh, cause you never know. I know there were several instances that were reported in this situation that, um, people just didn't, it, the interactions that they had, like, uh, that were caught, which that individual mm-hmm. called 911 and reported things like that. Don't ever be afraid to report those things, especially when, uh, they feel, they feel wrong. So like you said, I, we'll, we'll discuss this some more, but as the, the week unfolds, um, Hopefully he is found, and if this is uh, the case that everybody is presuming it to be, that he is definitely brought to justice. Yep. So with that, I uh, I think we've hit the end of this episode. Uh, more yeah. to come. Part two uh, will be coming out for this as well as we kind of dig in a little deeper on it. But until next time... Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next Friday. See you guys. See you.